Can the South Alabama Jaguars keep the Sun Belt hot in bowl games? It's Locked On Sun Belt. You are Locked On Sun Belt, your daily podcast on the Sun Belt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, uh, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoon Sports Radio 105.5 in Mobile, covering the South Alabama Jaguars, and prior to that, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, uh, hosting mornings on 103.7 The Game in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana. Sunbelt is off to a tremendous start in bowl games, but up until this point, I think the better team has won, whether it be Troy, uh, Southern Miss, and Marshall, uh, that Troy-UTSA game was going to be, I think Troy was favored by one. And then I thought Southern Miss was favored by a little bit more than that. And then I think Marshall was just better than you got. And not only did all those teams win, but they all covered. Now it's going to come down to we got better matchups or closer matchups where we got a good ball game tonight in the Caesars Superdome with South Alabama taking on Western uh, Kentucky. We will preview that and then we'll go back over and recap what has happened so far in the Sun Belt because, I mean, they're 3-0. and I, I would tell you they haven't beaten great teams, but we talked about the UConn story and how Jim Moore Jr. has turned that around. Uh, Rice ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw playing uh, the top teams in the conference the last three games of the conference, losing all those games. Now Rice is, by the way, on a four-game losing streak. And Troy kind of did what Troy does Gives up a couple of points, musters a few more, and beats a high-flying UTSA team, giving up only 12 points. In fact, they outscored them 18 to nothing uh, to win that ballgame. So we'll recap those, although we just kind of did it, uh, when we uh, in the second segment. But let's take a little bit of a closer look to this South Alabama-Western Kentucky ballgame. And really the big news of the game is Austin Reed is going to play for Western Kentucky. We previewed... Uh, him in our previous preview, the first preview we did of this uh, matchup, and we didn't know if he was going to play because he instantaneously went into the transfer portal on December 5th. I think by the time, I think we we probably previewed the game when we talked about it, and then, you know, in a day or two, he was in the transfer portal, and we didn't know if he was going to play. I couldn't find anything online, couldn't find a report if he was going to play or not, and then all of a sudden, with Louisville and I thought Purdue and others wanting him to play for them, transfer to them, all of a sudden, uh uh-oh, Austin Reed back to Western Kentucky. And we found out later in the day he was, or maybe the next day, he got a good NIL deal. So great for Austin Reed. Not necessarily so great for uh, South Alabama. All right, so as we mentioned, Austin Reed is second in the nation when it comes to his Personal statistics, 4,247 yards passing in the air, second in the nation. Uh, I believe the 353 completions, second in the nation. And the 36 touchdowns, second in the nation. He does have 10 interceptions, but that's on like 550 attempts. So that's not, I mean, he's got a three and a half to one touchdown interception ratio, but they just throw the ball a bunch. Their leading rusher, Kai Robichaux, yardage-wise, 496 yards and 73 attempts, which is like seven yards a carry. 
Uh, Davian Irvin Poindexter has carried it 107 times. We'll compare that to South Alabama here momentarily. So the big news that happened where last week, later in the week, he had decided to pull out of the transfer portal and he was going to play in the ball game. And Western Kentucky is very impressive offensively. And will the South Alabama defense be able to slow them down? That's really the big defense, big difference in the ball game. All right. Western Kentucky averages 36 a game points wise offensively. South Alabama 32. Western Kentucky only gives up 24 points a game, but South Alabama less than 20. And here's the real the kind of the big difference. South Alabama only gives up 304 yards a game. Western Kentucky gives up 381 yards a game. All right, South Alabama doesn't allow you to run the ball. We don't know how much Western Kentucky is going to try and run the ball. They give up less than 100 yards of running a game. Passing defense is about the same, about 220 yards, a little bit off uh, between them. But can South Alabama's defense, giving up just 215 yards a game in the air, slow down the Western Kentucky offense, who averages 340 yards uh, in the air. So let's go to a South Alabama ball game where uh, earlier in the week they did say, or when we met with them, I guess, a couple weeks ago, that they play a lot like Georgia Southern. So this was a kind of an odd football game. And again, we've talked about this game a lot. Georgia Southern never quite recovered or took until they played App State when they were going to um, to co- recover from this loss. I mean, at one point in time, it was 31-17 Georgia Southern. Three minutes to go in the third quarter. Georgia Southern had a 97.8% chance of winning the football game. 97.8. They were in this football. They were up 14-0. First play of the game was a pick six. Then they scored a touchdown on their first full possession. Uh, South Alabama came back, put one on the board. Then it was 21 to seven. And then they stopped them. Georgia Southern stopped South Alabama. They were going to get the ball back. It was going to be 28 to seven. And they did a fake punt. And South Alabama, let me see if I get this right, outscored them 31 to 10 at that point in time. All right. Now let's look at the team stats because there wasn't a whole lot going in the second half for Georgia Southern. They threw it for 278 yards. against uh, South Alabama. A lot of that in the first two and a half quarters. Let's see if we can find out what they average per ball game. Let's see, team-wise. So what do we say, 266, something along those lines? Yards passing per game, 327. And South Alabama cut that down by about 50 yards. Right, is that what we had? 278. So, yeah, about 50 yards. Uh, so, we shall see uh, what happens in this ballgame coming up tonight. My personal thought is also South Alabama can't turn it over. Carter Bradley, for comparison's sake, to Austin Webb, he's had a really good season. He has set records for uh, passing yardage and touchdowns. But he also has 10 interceptions in about 200 less attempts. 
So he's got 25 touchdowns, which is very good. The 10 interceptions and 373 attempts, not quite as good, right? He's got a two and a half to one touchdown to interception ratio, whereas Austin Reed's got three and a half to one. And one guy's thrown 550 passes in Austin Reed, and another one has thrown 373 passes. Carter Bradley's had a really good season. He can't make that big mistake. It's going to be very difficult in this ballgame for South Alabama uh, to come back. My thought is, heading into the game, is that South Alabama needs to keep Georgia Southern under 30 points. If this becomes a shootout, then that's where South Alabama loses their advantage. Advantage Western Kentucky. If this game goes 35-32, uh, I'm afraid for South Alabama. I think South Alabama needs to frustrate and, you know, bother Austin Reed and somehow get him a, a couple of turnovers and see if they can fluster them uh, and see if they can make Austin Reed force some throws that he doesn't want to throw. Uh, let me see, going back a little bit, because, again, Western Kentucky, despite the high offense, is only 8-5. and five. All right, so they beat Austin P. FCS. They beat Hawaii, one of the worst teams in America. They lost to Indiana. That made, that's a pretty good loss, 33-30. to 30. But they blew out FIU, also one of the worst teams, 73 to nothing. Um, this is what is a little bit scary. They scored 27 against Troy. They can put up some points. Uh, they lost to UTSA, 31-28. They beat uh, Middle Tennessee State, which beat Miami. Uh, they beat UAB, 20-17. to They lost to North Texas, 40-13. to uh, They did hammer Charlotte, which is hammerable. Uh, they did hammer Rice. Uh, and they kept up with Auburn for the first half, right? That would be a game that a lot of people in the state of Alabama are familiar with. They scored 17 points in the second quarter against Auburn. And I guess it was tied uh, at halftime, but then it was all Auburn uh, in uh, the second half. So um, it was a 41 to 17 game and they slipped past uh, FAU uh, 32, uh, 31. So let's see what, how many points they have given up. Cause they don't seem to have given up somewhere along the way, a little bit of points. They gave up 31 to FAU. They gave up 41 to Auburn. Uh, Rice only scored 10. Charlotte only scored seven. North Texas scored 40. UAB only 17. Middle Tennessee State only 17. UTSA 31. Troy 34. These games are a long time ago, though. And Indiana 33. So their defense is actually much, much better with the 40-point loss to North Texas. That still feels like that's a month ago. That, in fact, it was before Halloween. Date is October 29th. So... For South Alabama to win this game, and I will be a homer, and I will take South Alabama. They're favored by four. I think on the radio show, I said 35-21. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say 38-28. If South Alabama can keep Western Kentucky out of the 30-point realm, they're going to win the ball game. If Western Kentucky starts putting up a bunch of points, I think it'll be tough for South Alabama to try and uh, keep up. Also, a key portion of this game, and maybe we will see how good Western Kentucky can stop the run. They give up 156 yards rushing. South Alabama rushes for 166 yards a game. So uh, LaDainian Webb, Braylon McReynolds, uh, those guys are going to be key for uh, South Alabama to uh, keep control 
of the ball game. Don't forget about Marco Lee and Omni Wells. Uh, okay, we'll come back. We will uh, recap the uh, the bowl games uh, so far uh, as uh, the Sun Belt is having an outstanding uh, a bowl season uh, going a 3-0 so far. But first, let me tell you about betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you'll find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Oh, there we go. Uh, okay, so, so far, and South Alabama is going to try and continue the streak of the Sun Belt being 3-0, and but other games that could be tough for um, the Sun Belt could be uh, the Cajuns in Shreveport against Houston. That could be a very tough ball game. That has a lot to do with a lot of the players for the Cajuns have opted out, so they're in a, in a tough spot uh, there. But to a recap so far, I mean, it couldn't have gone any better for uh, the Sun Belt. Real, you know, I, everybody fell in love with the Sun Belt when week three of the season, maybe it was week two even, uh, when all those three teams came away with victories, right? Marshall beat uh, Notre Dame. Um, App State beat... App State beat A&M, and Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. And so now we may see some more love... Uh, the more this goes on, everyone is always going to be talking about the championship and everything like that. But a couple weeks into this, you'll start to see standings on, you know, just like the NCAA basketball tournament, what are the conferences been doing? And the Sun Belt is going to get a lot of love if they can keep it going. And it started out with Troy last Friday. I still think, I want to say Troy got screwed by spending a few days in Orlando at the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. But they're a Friday afternoon ball game, whereas South Alabama is playing on Wednesday night. Troy came in incredibly hot for this ball game, especially offensively. They put up 34 against Monroe. They put up 48 against Arkansas State in a ball game that was actually close. That was at 34 in the fourth quarter. 34 in the fourth quarter in that game. 48-19 in that game. And then they blew out Coastal Carolina, and that game, 45-26, wasn't nearly as close as the 48-19 ball game was uh, the week before. So they were scoring all kinds of points. And Troy is not this offensive juggernaut. Gunnar Watson had the game of his life in the Sunbelt Championship game. 29 of 41. I'm sorry. That's Grace McCall. Gunnar Watson, in a very efficient 12 of 17, 318 yards and three touchdowns. That's not what happened huh, in the game against UTSA. Gunnar Watson was 13 of 23 for 113 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. UTSA was behind 12-0 before they got on the board. And Gunnar Watson's a touchdown, I think that was in the, I think it was a second touchdown, was a thing of beauty where it was a great throw, great catch, good coverage, can't do anything about it. And uh, Troy ends up taking a 15-12 a lead. They kick a, a bonus field goal to go up 18-12. Uh, to 12. And UTSA, which scored 12 points in the first half, scored nothing. I believe the official term is bupkis in uh, the second half. But UTSA averages, what was it, 
39 points a game. I mean, they really put up a to- 37 points a game. And that probably includes the 12 points that they scored against Troy. Uh, and Troy just manhandled them, especially in the second half. UTSA, a total of a 300. I mean, think about this. Look at this. This is a total Troy football game. UTSA, a total of 345 yards. And Troy had a grand total of 153 yards. The difference in this ball game, got to look down the stat sheet a little bit more. Uh, not only penalties, nine to two in favor of Troy, I guess. Only two penalties, 21 yards, but five turnovers. If Troy had any kind of offense, they would have blown them out. But they, they, they turned it over twice as well. So this ball game was about Troy's defense and UTSA not being able to hang on uh, to the football. You're just not going to win football games that you've turned the ball over five times. They fumbled twice through two interceptions. We talked about uh, Watson's two interceptions for Troy, uh, but it was Watson who threw a clutch touchdown pass uh, that gave, ended up giving Troy uh, the lead and uh, they go on to win the Duluth trading a cure bowl. Then that was Friday. Then on Saturday, you had Southern Miss at Rice here in Mobile on the campus of South Alabama, and it was the Frank Gore Jr. show. Not only setting a, a Southern Miss rushing record, not only setting a Lending Tree Bowl rushing record, but he set an FBS Bowl rushing record, 329 yards on just 21 carries, scoring twice. Oh, and by the way, he threw a touchdown pass as well, Mr. Superback. Um, Southern Miss did have a little bit of trouble hanging on the football. They fumbled a couple of times, including Gore Jr. Uh, but uh, it was a come from ahead victory for Southern Miss. They fell behind. They were up 17 to three. They fell behind 24, 17. Yeah. 24, 17. But then they rattled off 21 straight points. Uh, as a, you know, they just couldn't stop Frank Gore Jr. was averaging like 15 yards a carry. My goodness. Uh, and so uh, Southern Miss and Will Hall's bunch go to seven and six following the ball game. Frank Gore Jr. said, we're coming. All right. If you, you better have gotten us this year because we're coming and it will be interesting to see what happens. You know, a lot of guys from Troy are, are graduating. Uh, we'll see who leaves uh, South Alabama. The uh, Cajuns already have guys that have been announced. And so uh, Southern Miss, one of those top four teams in the West, which will be much more competitive than the Sunbelt East uh, next season, uh, will be probably in the thick of things. They probably need to improve still their quarterbacking. Southern Miss had five different guys take snaps, including Frank Gore Jr. Let's see what Trey Lowe is a junior. They may have um, maybe their original quarterback. Let me see who the original quarterback is because he got hurt early on in the season and they may have their quarterback, but it was not uh, maybe Ty keys is the quarterback. Ty keys, the quarterback, they tried Zach Wilkie, but he kept on turning the ball over nine interceptions in 175 games to only eight touchdowns. So they eventually went to Trey low, but Ty keys was injured early on in the season. He's the guy we'll see how he does. All right. So Friday, Troy wins Saturday, Southern miss wins Sunday is the NFL. And then you go to Monday, and the ball game uh, that afternoon was the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and Charles Huff and the Thundering Herd beat UConn 28-14. We talked about it yesterday. What a great job Jamar Jr. did. 
uh, turning UConn around. Charles Huff dealing with, I don't know if it's controversy. I'm not sure if we're ever going to find out what happened to the offensive line coach. But they beat Notre Dame, and they need to replace the offensive line coach. Uh, and had some tough losses, some bad losses, uh, some disappointing losses to Louisiana. But they eventually turned it around. Uh, and Marshall finishes up 9-4. and four. Uh, I think some turnovers got in there, and UConn was able to take advantage to score a couple of touchdowns in the third quarter. But Marshall also very good uh, defensively. Uh, only gave up those 14 points in uh, the third quarter. They, in fact, got it. I believe they got an interception in the end zone to stop uh, the UConn a drive that would have made it a, a one-score game. Again, Marshall, total yards, 303 yards on 28 points. UConn, 316 yards, uh, 14 points. UConn, again, turnovers. Again, that seems to be a little bit of a trend when these teams haven't played for a few weeks. Uh, they are maybe not used to the hitting, um, tired from a long season, but we said UTSA had five turnovers. Uh, uh, Troy had a couple of turnovers. In this ballgame, Marshall had two turnovers, and UConn had four turnovers. We'll see if that comes up uh, in the uh, ballgame uh, tonight with uh, South Alabama and uh, Western Kentucky. All right, Cam Thatcher did not have a great game in this one. 10 out of 20, 93 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Again, the big news is really a Rasheen Ali coming back. Uh, he had 15 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, just a sophomore. Um, and let me see how many games he played in, because I'm not sure he played in the four ball games uh, this year. Uh, he did come back. Uh, he only played in three games, and a new rule that was instituted, I think, over the weekend. Uh, the... Uh, if you, only, if you don't play in four ball games, you can use the year as a redshirt. So Rasheen Ali may be able to do that if he wants to. He only played in two ball games and the bowl game, and the bowl game doesn't count. So good to see Rasheen Ali back on the field for Marshall. Uh, and with Kalen Laborn, a senior, whether he comes back or not, we'll see. But Rasheen Ali, good to see him back on the field for uh, the Thundering uh, Herd. Uh, okay, um, Let's take a time out. We will be back after these messages. You know what? Let's just roll. Let's just uh, roll uh, right through uh, as uh, let's talk a little uh, basketball, Sunbelt. Let me see where, because conference play is going to start. So conference play uh, is starting soon. And again, I'm not all that right now impressed with South Alabama. I thought last year they were really good and may have made some money on, on them, uh, Early on in the season, early on this season, they were covering a bunch. Uh, but again, we got some good teams in uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, Tuesday, though, uh, UL Monroe off to a tough start. They're 4-9. Uh, Jacksonville out of Florida uh, J- uh, beat uh, Monroe 66-55. Uh, Seems to be the only game on Tuesday. Some other teams played on Monday, along with South Alabama. Marshall ble- beat uh, Glenville State, 99-73. Coastal took it on the chin to Charleston. Charleston, by the way, is 12-1. They beat Coastal Carolina, 83-69. Cliff Ellis' team, 6-5. and And Arkansas State, 7-5, beats Alabama State, now 1-10, 72-65. Let's see, again, checking the standings here. You got Southern Miss. You got uh, the Cajuns are, are doing very well. In fact, did I see the Cajuns' only loss is to Drake, and Drake beat Mississippi State. 
I believe, on Tuesday. And then you do have the Marshall Thundering Herd, 11-2. and two. Uh, We will see what's going on. And generally, you can see rather quickly, barring injuries that we don't know about because we haven't been keeping up to date yet, just yet because... Just yet because we're concentrating on football. Uh, but we'll see South Alabama. Uh, they're playing Jacksonville State today at home. Game moving up to 1 o'clock due to the conflict with the football game. Uh, and then they go to Atlanta. And we'll see what they can do against uh, Georgia State 6-5 and five, and Georgia Southern 7-5. Uh, and, and then they do have four straight ball games uh, at home. Some teams that maybe not maybe were supposed to be better, Texas State, usually a little bit uh, better. Uh, maybe Arkansas State was expected to be a little bit better. But James Madison, 9-3, and three, they're off to a good start. The Troy Trojans, Scott Cross's uh, squad, 8-4. Uh, and four. Uh, Cajuns have won five in a row. No one really with a long losing streak right now. Uh, the Cajuns are the hottest team where Southern Miss has, uh, and the Marshall Thundering Herd have the most wins at 11. Uh, Southern Miss has won three in a row, and Marshall has won two in a row. All right, the plan for tonight is to have a, a quick recap of the bowl game. Where I'm going to do that, I do not know. May have to do it in the hotel breakfast room because if I do it in my bedroom at the hotel, that may wake up a couple of people. I'm known to talk loud even into a microphone, so we don't want to wake people up because it will be a very late, uh, late night. So uh, it will not be... You know, we'll get that out as quickly as possible, but I probably won't even be recording it until 1230 or one o'clock. So we'll do what we can uh, to uh, get it out from New Orleans. Again, hope to be there. Hope the weather is clear and I can uh, skedaddle right after the show. Probably going to miss the first uh, first few plays, but we'll get there uh, as quickly as we can uh, to cover the uh, New Orleans Bowl. All right. Once again, I am your host, uh, Dave Schultz. Thanks very much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.